17 income streams I'm working on right now. What's up, what's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because making extra money never goes out of style. In 2018, I did an episode called The 15 Income Streams I'm Working On Right Now, which was one of the most popular episodes of that year. And it was actually an update on a 2014 episode that had eight income streams. So I figured we're due to revisit that topic again now, four and a half years later. Now, before we dive in, know that I'm going to advocate simplicity before diversification. A lot of these are going to be related. There's some overlap, but there are also things I've been working on building for years, sometimes a decade or more. Now, a lot of income streams is not necessarily better, right? Simplify first, diversify second. And the way that I want to frame this is through what I call the side hustle snowball, which maybe you might be familiar with. This is where you itemize out your monthly expenses, starting with your smallest subscriptions, your Netflix bill, your life insurance, your cell phone bill, your gym membership, and you're working your way up to the things that eat up a bigger percentage of your monthly budget, your car payment and insurance, your food bill, your student loan payments, your daycare, your rent, your mortgage, your property taxes. And the idea behind the side hustle snowball is to slowly erase or eliminate those expenses with new income streams. What can your side hustle make free? It's natural to want to erase your mortgage. And I think that's an awesome goal. But the snowball lets you work your way up to that and celebrate some smaller wins along the way. Because we don't often start out there with, oh, I just made a new $5,000 a month income stream. Like, okay, how do I celebrate the wins along the way? Because now a lot of the income streams I'm going to share here, and I'm going to try and position them that way, because the truth is they're not all huge. Some of them, you know, as you'll hear, just a few dollars a month. And every every little bit counts. And as you're listening in, that's the question to ask yourself. Which of these could I add to my own stack? Which of these income streams might be relevant to what I'm working on? Which could I add to my business? At the end of the episode, I'll also share the income streams that are missing. What is erased from this list over the last four and a half years? The projects or experiments that I've chosen to shut down or not focus on since that last update. Now, notes and links for this episode, links to all the resources I'm going to mention are at sidehustlenation.com slash income 23. You can also follow the link in the episode description of your podcast app. If you're new to the show, thank you. Welcome. Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss a new episode. But also, you should know that there's some gold in the archives. It might just be hard to find. So if you go to hustle.show and answer a few short multiple choice questions, I'll give you a custom curated playlist that you can add to your device so you can learn what works and you can start putting these ideas into action. Again, that's at hustle.show for your personalized playlist. All right, it's income stream time. I'm going to follow that side hustle snowball framework. And so these are roughly organized in order from smallest to largest. Ready? Let's do it. Income stream number one is cash back apps. Now, I love the prospect of earning money or saving money from the stuff I'm already doing. These are apps like Fetch, which pays you for some reason for taking pictures of your grocery receipts, Dosh, which gives you cash back at participating stores and restaurants after you link your credit card, like we get extra money back when we go to Shake Shack. It's great. Ibotta, which has cash back offers on grocery items, Pogo, which pays you for sharing your location data and linking your credit card statement. Upside, which gives you cash back at certain gas stations and other stores. Rakuten for shopping online. There's a ton of these. And individually, they're not huge. Like, But combined, they're probably worth an extra 100 bucks a year, 150 bucks a year for not a lot of effort. 
I will link those up uh, for you at sidehustlenation.com slash income 23 and uh, see which ones might be worth adding to your device. Income stream number two is a throwback to the original 2014 income streams episode, and that's Fiverr. Yes, I'm still a seller on Fiverr and still make some sales here and there, even though it's not a focus. In total, I've earned over $13,500 on Fiverr over the course of now close to 10 years. That's from a combination of book editing, uh, video website reviews. That was the gig that kind of went viral and you know got me on the homepage for a brief period of time. It was a ton of fun. And then selling a handful of uh, digital guides and eBooks. The gigs that I have live now are uh, entirely those, you know, ready to deliver products. They're pre-created, you know, create something once, sell it over and over again. So any orders that do come through are essentially passive income, but it's down quite a bit from its peak. So it's usually in the like $10 a month range right now. Nothing crazy. Now, instead of withdrawing that cash, I have been turning it around on that platform and hiring out for different services like video editing. But still, if you are just starting out, Fiverr is a great place to quickly test different offers, especially if you can be relatively early in a niche. And how I would do that is I would target a specific uh, software tool or social media platform or some other keyword that you know is going to have search volume on Fiverr, uh, which gets a huge amount of traffic. Like it's still a really popular platform and then offer a service around that. I mean, we talked to Mike Zima in episode 375 and we he's a, a Fiverr pro seller and we framed it around this rapid gig testing idea where his original gig, I think his first order was something on setting up Google Analytics. And the idea was, you know, could you basically spin up an offer on your lunch break and see if it gets any traction? Because there's no risk in doing it. It doesn't cost you anything with some high potential reward if you do start to show up in those search results and uh, get orders from that. In episode 479, Georgia Austin is also worth a listen. She talks about growing a freelance writing business and how she was able to get clients in probably what's one of the most competitive niches on the site. You know, lots of freelance writers out there, yet she was still able to carve out a space and build up a platform. So she shares some of her strategies for doing that in episode 479. Income stream number three is the Amazon Influencer Program. This one is super new. At the time of this recording, I'm literally only 10 days into this and have made $9.50 so far. But the reason I bring it up is it's probably the easiest zero to nine dollars I've ever made online. Now, how it works is you have to request to join, and it's unclear because it's the Amazon Influencer Program. It's unclear how big a quote unquote influencer you have to be to get approved. They did ask for my social channels and follower stats on YouTube or Instagram or something like that. I can't remember what I plugged in, but was approved relatively quickly, like within a day or two. And then after that, you are uploading short product review videos. And just looking around my desk, I did five or six of these in about a half an hour, just shot with my phone, minimal editing, and there's a half a dozen more I'm planning to make just to see where this goes. But after you're approved, your videos are now eligible to be shown on Amazon product pages. And my understanding of how it works is if someone watches your video and then decides to buy the product, Amazon is going to credit you with some affiliate commission for helping close that sale. And that is super exciting because you didn't have to go out there and drive the traffic. You didn't have to build a website. You didn't have to learn SEO. You didn't have to do all. It was hard. They were already on the product page and just looking for a little insight, a little help to make that purchase decision. I don't know where this is going, but I'm excited to play around with it a bit more 
and see what happens. Because, you know, obviously it has a little bit of a gold rush feel. I can't imagine that it lasts forever. But if you can upload these videos, super easy to create and get paid for them, hopefully, you know, on autopilot. Yeah, again, it's super new. Who knows how long it lasts? It's like the shiny object syndrome with the honeymoon phase of, of this side hustle right now. But that's number three, the Amazon Influencer Program. Number four is print on demand. In 2018, I reported earning like 60 to $200 a month from print on demand products, mostly through merch by Amazon, with our best month being over $500. And I say R because my wife has definitely taken the lead on this one. Unfortunately, our merch account got shut down last year for some unknown infraction. So this income stream is reduced to maybe $50 a month, and that's mostly through Redbubble right now. And print on demand is where you upload a design and then it's hands off the platform, Amazon or Redbubble, or you could do uh, an integration through with Etsy through a, a Printify or Printful. You know, there the platform is sh- printing the product and shipping it to the customer on your behalf. And what I really liked about it was the creative element coming up with the clever or, you know, funny saying to put on the shirt. But we really haven't dedicated the time to expand the inventory of listings lately. And the frustrating thing is, yeah, it can be passive, uh, you know, upload something, you know, create it once, sell it over and over again. Uh, you know, don't, don't have to touch the product. But as soon as you got something that does sell, the copycats are on it and, you know, just kind of get drowned out in a, in a sea of duplicates there. And as we've seen, you're at the mercy of somebody else's platform, which means you can get shut down at any time without a lot of recourse. But that's income stream number four, print on demand, which in our household you know, covers a, a takeout meal here or there to put it back into that side hustle snowball framework. Number five, as we're working our way towards larger income streams, is credit card rewards. This is a fun one. It's probably not a true side hustle in the entrepreneurial sense of the word, but taking strategic advantage of credit card rewards is definitely something that adds a material amount to our bottom line each year and to our lifestyle because most of the travel that we do as a family is heavily subsidized by banks in the form of airline miles, travel points, hotel rewards. And it's not something you can necessarily do every month, but I've probably opened three accounts in the last year or year and a half. Uh, a couple business accounts with Amex and Bank of America. Those have been worth probably 1100 1200 bucks just in sign-up bonuses. And a new personal account with Capital One worth 650 ish after the annual fee. So on a monthly basis, you know, it's a net benefit of 100 bucks a month, maybe 125 bucks a month. And we might have to do just a dedicated episode on this in the future because I'm not the world's greatest travel hacker and lots of different ways to optimize this stuff. But I did create a free resource for you. It's called freecreditcardcourse.com. This is just you know how to get started earning free money and rewards from what you're already spending. Because that's the important caveat here is you got to be a responsible borrower. If you end up paying interest and you end up buying stuff you don't need or can't afford, you wipe out any benefit of this side hustle or this little tactic. And I'll admit, hey, I'm a little addicted to this stuff, but I think you will be too once you learn how simple it really can be. So that's freecreditcardcourse.com for quick intro into this world. Now, one of my income streams is sponsorships on this podcast, which we'll get to in a moment, but let's take a pause here to pay the bills. When you're working on a side hustle, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all of the invoicing and admin and accounting on your own, you're probably spending too much time on these administrative tasks that could be simplified or automated. Our sponsor FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting and invoicing software that makes it simple to send invoices and get paid fast. 
Plus, it keeps your income and expenses organized to make tax time easy. Inside FreshBooks, you'll have a real-time dashboard you can easily use to see the health of your business and if anybody owes you money. There's no accounting classes necessary with 94% of FreshBooks users saying it's super easy to get up and running. If you do run into any problems, FreshBooks award-winning support team is standing by to help out. Consistent FreshBooks users save up to 11 hours a week by streamlining their administrative and bookkeeping tasks, which means more time to move your business forward. I want to invite Side Hustle Show listeners to take advantage of a special offer at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. Head over there. You're going to get 90% off your FreshBooks subscription for four months. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. And big thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring the show. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I'm excited to partner with LinkedIn Sales Navigator for this episode. LinkedIn's Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize and shows you hidden allies so you can find the those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's billion member platform, billion with a B, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter most. Right now, Side Hustle Show listeners can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator free for 60 days at linkedin.com slash side hustle show. That's linkedin.com slash side hustle show for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash side hustle show to get started. Income stream number six is Udemy. Since 2014, I've made over $26,000 on Udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com. It's the peer-to-peer education platform where everybody is free to upload a course on a topic of your expertise. Now, the vast majority of that is from just one course on Kindle Publishing, which was originally created in 2014. And to be honest, I'm pretty surprised with the longevity of it and the passiveness of it. Now, occasionally I'll get an email from students uh, with questions, but for the volume of enrollments that I have, which is to say not a lot, <laughs> it really hasn't demanded much time over the last few years. Now, as far as uh, recent income trends go, over the last 12 months, Udemy has averaged around 100 bucks a month for me, which is down from you know, $250 a month uh, that it was four and a half years ago, but you know, it still covers our monthly internet expense, our Xfinity bill, and maybe my Mint mobile plan. And one thing I've definitely neglected on Udemy is the ability to message students with additional educational content. Like it almost functions as a kind of a de facto email list. I could say I could share relevant podcast episodes. Hey, this might be interesting to you or uh, relevant blog articles. Like, hey, you might want to check this out. It's just another potential touch point or marketing channel that I was better at relying on the past for book launches or other promotions. So what I might do today instead is uh, since I've got a larger audience to promote a course to, is to think of Udemy as a potential discovery channel for new students. Maybe there's a way to create a you know a free sample course over there. You know, split off a portion of your paid product and ultimately drive interest and in email signups and paid signups from that traffic source. That might be how I approach it today. But if you don't have an audience, you can tap into Udemy's built-in one. And again, I would go try and skate where the puck is going. If you can be an early creator on a new software tool or topic that you're interested in, I think that might be the way to go over there. Number seven, now, since we're speaking of online course sales, 
That is income stream number seven with my self-hosted library of on-demand courses, which has been you know so slow to build out over the last few years. I use Teachable as my hosting platform. So I've got three of these right now. Uh, number one, uh, the first one that I built was Start My Side Hustle, 14 Days to an Income Generating Idea You Love. That's at startmysidehustle.com. This is all focused on mindset, on how to generate lots of business ideas, how to craft your first offer, actually narrowing down those business ideas, crafting your first offer, and then going out and finding your first customer. I've got the traffic course. This is thetrafficcourse.com. It's my quick study SEO course for bloggers and online business owners, how to get more free traffic from Google and some other often overlooked search engines. And the newest one, based on some listener demand, was the podcast growth playbook at podplaybook.co. This covers the tactics that I used to take the side hustle show from no audience in 2013 to over 20 million downloads. Podplaybook.co, the podcast growth playbook. Now for any of those, you can use promo code podcast for special listener only discount uh, on any of those courses. Now on the income side, these do okay when I promote them, but I admittedly don't do a great job of promoting them consistently. And if I'm being 100% honest, I haven't quite cracked the code of driving evergreen automated sales. Now, Some course creators do that really well. And I should invest the time into studying their systems and sales funnels. I just haven't made that a priority. So this income stream is kind of lumpy. Like you sometimes get a spike of sales when you promote it. And then sometimes it's just, you know, a couple sales trickle in, but probably averages a few hundred bucks a month, which just from a handful of course enrollments there. Now, if a, if a consultant is on the outside of my business looking in and they know how other business owners in this space make the majority of their income, I'm pretty confident they would say this is a big area of opportunity, if not the biggest area of opportunity. And I go back and forth between being excited about that prospect and just having fun doing all the other things in my business. So that's number seven, the self-hosted online courses. Number eight is digital product sales. So in 2021 and 2022, I created a couple digital products, workbooks, essentially. And actually one of them already existed. It was the companion workbook for that Start My Side Hustle course. And I started selling those or started testing selling those as standalone products. They're offered on certain email opt-in thank you pages, usually with some sort of countdown timer, like limited time, deeply discounted offer. And they end up selling for between $7 and $19 a piece. In traditional digital marketing, this would be considered the tripwire offer. And then you'd have some elaborate checkout cart system with upsells and all sorts of bells and whistles and maybe the high ticket you know, $5,000 thing with the continuity program. But I don't necessarily like the idea of tripping a brand new customer. Uh, that doesn't seem like a great start to your relationship. But I, I do have these as uh, some lower ticket products that generate you know three to four hundred dollars a month. And the way that I have this set up, just like you know behind the scenes inside baseball, is through lead pages. So the visitor flow is opt-in offer on the website uh, or you know lead magnet on the website that redirects them to the lead pages thank you page. It's got that limited time offer with this you know, complimentary resource. Hey, look, this is going to help you achieve your desired outcome that the lead magnet offered, hopefully faster and more reliably. And then lead pages integrates with Stripe for payment processing, which then connects back to active campaign for the actual file delivery. So kind of a, you know, kind of duct taped together in a way, but it's been working so far. 
there's quite a bit of optimization and testing that could be done here. Like, what are the small tweaks that improve the conversion rate? Uh, you know, how could you better optimize that funnel? And I think it would be really cool to be able to estimate with a reasonable degree of accuracy the value of a new email subscriber coming in through one of these funnels, because then that allows you to start experimenting with paid traffic. And uh, in my mind, at least, it becomes this fun machine with different levers to pull and test and optimize. I just haven't gotten quite there yet. But that's number eight, kind of these lower ticket digital products. And uh, I don't know, there's been a fun little addition and may continue to build those out in the future as well. Number nine, and actually the next three income streams are all self-publishing related. So number nine is Amazon Kindle author royalties. Now this is, I still get a kick out of this because my, I made my first self-published book in 2012. And I remember, you know, a couple months later, you know, Amazon takes a minute to pay. I got my first author royalties and it was $42 or something. It was under 50 bucks, but it was the coolest feeling. I was now a professional author, self-published, but somebody bought my thing on the internet. It was a really cool feeling. And, you know, I've added six, seven, eight books later. I don't know, you lose count after a while. I unpublished some of them, recombined some of them. But, you know, you still get that thrill with everybody, with every order. Somebody bought my thing on the internet. It's awesome. So Kindle books are another cool brand of digital asset that you can create the product once, you can sell it over and over again. And since the 2018 income streams episode. I've added three new titles to the portfolio. The first was the Progress Journal 2018. I updated the Side Hustle in 2019. And then 2020 or 2021, I can't remember when this came out, was 1K100 Ways. Uh, 1K100Ways.com is the, you know, uh, the crowdsourced community book on you know, 100 different ways. People may have made $1,000 or more. Really fun project to compile there. Now, the Kindle royalties are typically the biggest slice of the author income. And for me, at least, those are typically in the $200 to $500 a month range. Plus, Amazon is this another huge search engine where people are looking for help in your area of expertise. If they're looking for side hustle stuff, I want to make sure they find me and have a low friction way to get into the ecosystem. So that's number nine, Kindle. Number 10 is the paperback edition of those books. These are all Print on demand is all done through KDP, through Kindle Direct Publishing. In a way, I think print on demand, I think the paperbacks are sometimes easier because it's like literally what you see, what you get. Sometimes easier to format than uh, the Kindle stuff. But uh, even though, you know, I prefer reading on the Kindle these days, like I just don't want to have the physical thing, you know, cluttering up the office and all sorts of other reasons. But a lot of people don't, and that's totally fine. And the those sales amount to 150 to 200 bucks a month in the you know, hard copy paperback versions of the book. And, you know, I recently passed $80,000 in lifetime author royalties on Amazon. And that doesn't even include the, you know, back when uh, it was CreateSpace, like in the early days of self-publishing, it was, you know, CreateSpace was the print on demand provider before it got rolled under the KDP umbrella. So this is definitely something that, you know, adds up over time. Like I wouldn't look at self-publishing as, a huge income generator unless you're, you know, an author committed to, you know, keep cranking out series after series and like you just love the act of writing that can work. Or you look, you're looking at the book as, you know, a top of the funnel, you know, ecosystem. You know, like you can, I think we gave the example of, you know, Tony Robbins. You can, you can, you know, buy his $10 book or you can go, you know, do the $10,000 five day fire walking, you know, in person retreat thing. A low point of entry, low cost point of entry 
into your world. And it's kind of how I'm uh, approaching the self-publishing side hustle these days. But the next one uh, related to self-publishing, number 11 on this list, is uh, the audiobook version of this. So that 80 grand in lifetime author royalties doesn't include the audiobook sales either. So I've got four audiobooks at the moment, three of which were narrated by me, which was a it got easier as I went on with the first one. It was like, you know, a very challenging uh, undertaking to go through and, and try and even read the stuff that you wrote with the proper intonations. And it's like, oh gosh, how, how many takes did it take to do this one sentence? You're like, I guess that was a hard to read sentence. Maybe I should go back and rewrite that. But typically, you know, $150 to $250 a month in royalties from Audible. And really the takeaway here is if you're doing self-publishing, I highly recommend giving readers the choice. You know, they've got three formats to choose from. Make sure you're providing that option because some people prefer Kindle, like myself. Other people f- prefer that, you know, hard copy they can hold in their hands, the paperback, or, and other people just prefer audiobooks. Hey, I can listen to this while I'm out walking the dog. I'm in my car. Lots of uh, different ways. If you're only doing Kindle, uh, I think you're leaving some cash on the table. Income stream number 12 is what I'm calling alternative real estate investments which come in a couple different flavors for me, maybe three different flavors. The first is cash-flowing commercial real estate through a platform called Fundrise. I've been an investor on Fundrise since 2015 and have added to my position uh, significantly over the years. You know, start start with a toe dip amount. Hey, is this legit? Does this work? And then grow it over time. Now, uh, over that time, I've joined their affiliate program as well. So Fundrise, uh, so sidehustlenation.com slash Fundrise is my referral link for them. Now, how it works is they put your funds into a uh, diversified and hopefully hopefully pre-vetted portfolio of commercial properties, both residential and industrial, and they pay dividends based on the performance of those properties. You can get started with as little as $10. The downside to be aware of is liquidity. Now, obviously, any real estate investment should be viewed as a long-term hold, but I believe you can now withdraw quarterly without a penalty if you end up needing that cash back sooner in the near term. But it's just just know that it's not like, you know, request a withdrawal and then, you know, next day it's back in your account. The other flavor of alternative real estate investments are rehab loans. And I've been doing these for uh, a few years through Ground Floor and Pier Street. And of course, this is not investment advice, do your own due diligence uh, on all this stuff. But these platforms allow you to lend money to real estate flippers for their construction costs. And usually they've got some equity cushion, they've got the property as collateral, and uh, the minimums on ground floor, at least, I think are just 10 bucks, maybe 25 bucks. And that way you can spread the risk around to a bunch of different projects. And typically you're going to earn six to 10% annualized for for doing that. And then maybe alternative real estate uh, investment number three is what I'll classify as digital real estate investments. These have been through Onfolio and Empire Flippers, uh, Empire Flippers Capital, which I think is now Web Street. And this was a way, uh, and these guys, these companies go out and buy websites or they, you know, facilitate operators to go out and buy websites as investment properties and grow and manage and maintain those. And so this was a way for me to participate in the growth and cash flow of other online businesses. Hey, this is an asset class that I'm familiar with uh, without having to manage or operate those myself. Income stream number 13 is a new one since the 2018 episode, and that's newsletter sponsorships. That's really new just kind of in the last 12 months or so. If you're on the Side Hustle Nation email list, you've seen these. This is the you know text link promotion near the bottom of the email. 
Um, some of these are performance based. A lot are flat fee placements, but you know has added you know a thousand to two thousand dollars a month to the bottom line. You know for something I'm doing anyway. I got to send this newsletter out every week, anyways. A lot of these, some of them I sell directly. Some come through a platform called Paved. Other ones come through a platform called Swapstack. There's a few out there, and it's kind of an interesting incremental income stream. I know ConvertKit has added their their partner network or sponsor network to facilitate this as well. So I think this is an interesting opportunity and one that hopefully will continue to grow as the subscriber base grows. I've actually come across some pretty interesting brands as a result of doing it. And it was, you know, the first time I put it in there, like, oh, you know, what are people going to think? Am I going to get, you know, a backlash on this? Zero, you know, sending out every week to now over 100,000 subscribers, zero negative feedback on that. So uh, a lot of times the fear is in your head when it comes to that stuff. This edition of The Side Hustle Show is sponsored by Squarespace. One of the biggest obstacles I hear from Side Hustle Show listeners is simply dealing with the technical frustrations of getting a site online and making it look the way you want. If that sounds familiar, I want to invite you to try Squarespace's new AI-guided design system called Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layout and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up and then tailor it to your brand or business and optimize it for every device. It makes it easy to launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools so you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. Whether you sell physical or digital products or provide a service to clients, Squarespace makes it easy to start selling online. And you can make checkout seamless for your customers by accepting credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and even offer customers the option to buy now and pay later. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash side hustle to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash side hustle. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. So that was Income Stream 13 newsletter sponsorships. Number 14 is YouTube ads, which has amounted to almost 10 grand over the last 12 months. My YouTube strategy has shifted just slightly. So primarily uh, publishing podcast episodes in the form of you know video when we have it. But audio, if we don't, and trying to actually kind of fill in the back catalog for uh, you know a couple of years, we weren't doing this very actively because I'm bullish on YouTube as a search and discovery platform. If I can have a prominent keyword in that title and deliver valuable content about that keyword, there's a chance to be discovered. And even though you know a lot of the videos don't get a ton of views, some of them do pretty well. And even 
you know, a dozen incremental listens. Like, you know, you never know where your next big fan is going to find you. And I think one of those places people are finding podcasts is on YouTube. So I want to be there. Also creating YouTube first content is what I call it, kind of shorter format interviews, you know, repurposing blog content over there. So that, you know, I, I would love to do more, have had a hard time prioritizing that. But I think that's a fun, uh, fun way to do it too. And then having um, an assistant slice up the podcast episodes that we do have video for to make YouTube shorts. And those have been a lot of fun too, repurposing those uh, to TikTok. Because even though YouTube is huge, I mean, it's a, it's a juggernaut, it still feels like this untapped ocean to me. And I've got some friends who are making a thousand bucks a day from YouTube ads. So I know there's a lot of room to grow there. The, the interesting thing here too for me is like the relatively long shelf life of the videos. So this is why I have a hard time creating content for Instagram, for Twitter, just because it seems like so flash in the pan, like I got posted and then it's, you know, buried within minutes sometimes in the algorithm, in the, in the feed. But on YouTube, these videos can have a really long shelf life. If it's on an evergreen topic and it starts to rank in YouTube search, it's racking up views and revenue for years in some cases. And to me, that's really cool. It's the idea of creating these evergreen digital assets that can pay dividends for a long time, planting these little money seeds. And on the topic of dividends, that's income stream number 15. I've slowly been building what I call my cash flow portfolio, mostly through Fidelity and Betterment. Now, becoming a dividend investor years ago, probably started in 2015-ish timeframe, um, that was something that helped me get off the sidelines and start investing consistently. Because I'm always the person who thinks, ah, you know, we're, we're due for a correction. It's going to crash. As soon as I put any money in, the market's going to tank. But investing in solid companies with long histories of paying and growing their dividends, investing for cash flow, rather than hoping and betting on share price appreciation, trying to find, you know, the next thing that's going to the moon, that helped me get in the game. And how I look at it is starting small, setting incremental dividend cash flow goals. Now, for example, I may have referenced this before. There's a post on uh, Go Curry Cracker, uh, you know, one of my favorite personal finance blogs, where Jeremy, he's titled it, you know, free coffee for life or free Starbucks for life or something like that. And the punchline was, look, if you spend 20 bucks a week or 20 bucks a month at Starbucks, here's how much Starbucks stock you need to own to make that habit free. And kind of backing into that number based on their current dividend yield. And well, how many shares do I need to own if they're going to pay me this much? Now, I've done uh, this with several different companies and keep adding to that portfolio to erase ongoing expenses with dividends. And it doesn't have to be one for one. It doesn't have to be individual companies because there are you know, dividend growth funds and ETFs that you can buy as well. And I understand completely a two, three, four percent dividend yield probably doesn't seem super exciting in the moment. But over time, I've built up this income stream to thousands of dollars a year, which to me is really cool. Maybe not the most tax efficient strategy, but you got to do what gets you excited. And this may be my most truly passive form uh, of income. And that is super exciting. It's another way to get paid over and over again from money that you earn once. Income stream number 16 is podcast sponsorships. As you heard earlier in the show, if no other income came in during the month, we could probably live just on these, but that certainly wasn't the case for the first three or four years of the show. Podcasting, in my case at least, was a game of patience, but it's been really rewarding, not just monetarily, but personally as well. I mean, I just 
get a kick out of learning these stories and sharing them. There's, it's so inspiring what people are able to come up with. But sponsorships are really only one way that that podcasts can make money. If you've got a show of your own, you might be interested in the others. I'm still bullish on the future of podcasting, like on-demand audio and whatever I want to learn about. I think that's a really exciting place to play because there's lots of lots of earbuds left to conquest out there. Uh, I've got a post on Side Hustle Nation called How to Monetize a Podcast, uh, which I encourage you to check out. We'll link that up for you in the show notes. Just follow the link in the episode description or sidehustlenation.com slash income23. If you prefer audio, there's a podcast episode version of that post. That was episode 503, 12 Ways to Monetize a Podcast. You can scroll back in your archives and find that one. Now, Income Stream 17. This is the biggest one for me right now, and that's affiliate marketing. How affiliate marketing works is you're earning a commission for selling somebody else's product or service. That's how I got my start, really, online back in 2004. I can believe I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, the methods have certainly changed over that time, but it still represents a big chunk of my monthly income. And it's something that I've definitely gotten better at over the years, partially by paying attention to what's working for other business owners and partially by just finally learning and leaning into SEO. Like if I want to go through the time and trouble of researching and writing a new post, I might as well give it a fighting chance of being found in Google, right? And I've been very grateful for having the, the algorithm smile upon me over the last few years. Now, if you dig around the site, you're going to see lots of examples of posts that are monetized with affiliate links. Sometimes they're relatively subtle and sometimes they're almost over the top. Like one example would be my list of the best Udemy courses, which I originally published early 2016 to coincide with their you know big annual New Year's sale. It is, if you check it out now, it's definitely due for, uh, for an update, for a refresh. But over that time, it's earned over $40,000, maybe over $50,000 by this point. And the reason it works is, yeah, it's a pretty blatant affiliate play, but it's also a helpful resource. And after I hit publish on that, you know, even though it was in my mind, like kind of like, oh, well, what's the reaction going to be? Like this post has a hundred affiliate links. You know, people were saying thank you in the comments. Hey, thanks for compiling this. This is a really cool resource. Now, another example is that free course on credit cards, re- credit card rewards that I mentioned, that free credit card course.com ton of useful content. If you sign up for a new card through my affiliate link, I'll earn a commission on that. And affiliate marketing works on the podcast as well. A somewhat recent example is uh, Bradley Rice's Salesforce consulting training program. Brad uh, comes on the show. He talks about what the life and career trajectory and income potential can look like for somebody specializing in Salesforce. And then he invites listeners to learn more through a five-day free challenge. During that challenge or after it, you know, as part of their sales funnel, they present the full talent stacker program. For some people, it's a fit. For others, it's not. But I earn a referral partner commission for making that you know, warm introduction, so to speak. Another example was the episode we did on uh, book flipping, where my guest mentioned, well, hey, this is the specific book scanner and pricing app that I use. And so after the recording, hey, I'm going to make the show notes anyways. I'll go look up this app, join the affiliate program, add my affiliate link to the show notes. And that's been worth couple hundred bucks a month, pretty consistently since then. And over the last 10 years of building the site, there are tons of little examples of these. You know, each piece of content you create is like a little micro business on its own, a little little minion you send out into the world to do your bidding. Now, affiliate marketing comes with some drawbacks as well that you ought to be aware of. You know, you're making a piece of the sale. You're not making the whole thing. You know, when I was selling shoes, it was, you know, 
5 to 15% in most cases. So there was a lot of other margin that was going to somebody else. Now you're sending somebody off site. So that means you have to trust that person or that company uh, to take care of your people and to deliver on their promises. I mean, other things is you, you have less control. Your commissions could get cut at any time. Like, I mean, we were talking about Udemy. You know, Udemy used to pay me 40%, maybe 50% even. Like, I think that's down to 10 or 15% commission now. Because I understand, like, you're not making any money if you're paying me that much. And I get that. But, you know, it's it still hurts. <laughs> it still stings to be, uh, you know, have it cut by uh, by such a huge percentage. And other times, you know, programs just shut their doors uh, unexpectedly, sometimes without a lot of notice. And you could see an $800 a month income stream evaporate overnight. So diversification, I think, is key there. And you can flip those around and maybe you made them, maybe you paint them as positive too, because affiliate marketing is great to get started with. You don't have to create a product from scratch. If somebody else has already done something that's going to serve your readers, your listeners, your viewers, you know, why not do them a solid and recommend they check it out? You know, along those same lines, it is less complex than building and fulfilling your own orders and handling customer support after the sale. So that's affiliate marketing number 17, the biggest income stream for me on the list. Now you might be curious what income streams have disappeared from the list since 2018. One of them was freelancing and consulting. Haven't done a ton of that lately or really, I mean, that hasn't been a focus at all. A few years ago, I did a decent amount of freelance book editing, some freelance writing, had a couple clients, clients even pay me to recruit virtual assistants for them. Clarity.fm was on the 2018 list. It's a by-the-minute consulting site, but I have had only three calls in the last two years, so it wouldn't be fair to you know call that you know, income stream number 18. You know, try and beef up the list a little bit because it just has kind of dried up. Similarly, the side hustle nation coaching programs and mastermind groups have been on pause for a lot of years now. I not opposed to doing something in the future. I think it would be kind of cool to create a premium mastermind group that is really impactful for participants and also worthwhile for me in terms of organizing and hosting and moderating. Another income stream that got axed from the list was display ads. This was something that was on the 2018 list because I had ads on the virtual assistant assistant site, but sold that in 2020. And What's crazy is I know of sites with similar levels of traffic to Side Hustle Nation earning hundreds of dollars a day in display ads, but I've always been hesitant to clutter up the site to distract from my goals of email signups and podcast listens and affiliate clicks to potentially slow down the user experience in terms of load times. But if, you know, if people are making several hundred dollars a day, it's kind of hard to ignore, and you know, so it's something I would like to play around with, starting with the, you know, poorly monetized uh, informational content pages, if that's like a category I can define or, you know, segment to on where they load the script, because there are definitely some pages that get a decent amount of traffic that don't do a ton for the bottom line. So maybe display ads would be a way to at least convert some of that traffic into revenue, inspired a little bit from my conversations with uh, Rafael uh, Delalo from uh, Ohio Tropics talking about his houseplant blog monetize with display ads. It's like, man, you know, it just becomes this numbers game of creating content that gets traffic. Uh, you make money on autopilot. It's really interesting, uh, especially if it's not because sometimes the keywords with high commercial intent are more competitive than the informational keywords. And that's going down a rabbit hole on on that, but have yet to pull the plug uh, on anything uh, on the display ad front. Side Hustle Nation has always been ad free from that standpoint, but really. 
I mean, that's a challenge. There's only so many hours in the day. You know, it's about focusing and pulling the next right lever. It's focusing on the projects that sound fun and interesting and exciting to you. I'll return, as we did in the 2018 episode, to the focusing question from the one thing. What's the one thing that I can do right now such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I'm at the stage where you know, decisions get run through the complexity filter. Like, does this add complexity to my life or does, or does this simplify my life? And, you know, if, if revenue doubled, like, would that make a material impact on my happiness? And it's like, I don't know that it would. So that's a glimpse at what's keeping the lights on over here at Side Hustle Nation uh, HQ, which for the last year or so has had uh, a dedicated home office space, which has been pretty rare over the almost 10 year history of the business. And that's, side note, that's actually a huge new income stream, uh, if you can call it one, is the income tax we're no longer paying to the state of California. Over the last year and a half, that's been worth tens of thousands of dollars. We just have to deal with, you know, not seeing our California friends as often and dealing with a cold, wet winter in exchange. But what do you think? Hopefully you enjoyed this little look behind the scenes. Maybe it gives you some ideas for uh, income streams that you could add to your own business. Once again, sidehustlenation.com slash income 23 is where you'll find the show notes for this episode with links to all the resources mentioned. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that follow button so you never miss a new episode. But also know that there's some gold for you in the archives. Just got to go digging for it. If you go to hustle.show and answer a few short multiple choice questions, I'll give you a custom curated playlist that you can add to your device. You can learn what works and you can start putting those ideas into action to make more money. Again, that's at hustle.show for your own personalized playlist. You can hit up sidehustlenation.com slash deals for all the latest offers from our sponsors in one place. Again, that's sidehustlenation.com slash deals. Thanks for supporting the advertisers that support the show. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, make sure to text it to a friend. Hey, I think you're going to like this. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. This edition of The Side Hustle Show is sponsored by Squarespace. One of the biggest obstacles I hear from Side Hustle Show listeners is simply dealing with the technical frustrations of getting a site online and making it look the way you want. If that sounds familiar, I want to invite you to try Squarespace's new AI-guided design system called Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layout and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up and then tailor it to your brand or business and optimize it for every device. It makes it easy to launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools so you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. Whether you sell physical or digital products or provide a service to clients, Squarespace makes it easy to start selling online, and you can make checkout seamless for your customers by accepting credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and even offer customers the option to buy now and pay later. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash side hustle to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash side hustle.